0: The Podcasting MyMac.com Podcast Recorded live at the MyMac.com studios It's your host, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry It's Friday, February 18th I'm Tim Robertson, as the intro suggested But Chad Perry isn't with me today So I'm flying solo in the studio here Fortunately, I'm not flying solo altogether I have via iChat David Avery. Hi David. Hi. Hi Tim. There, uh, there's a small latency problem so when I say something and David responds you're not going to hear it right away. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a delay but that's okay. We'll live with it. Right Dave? You will live with it. <laughs> Basically let me explain the setup to the listeners here. I've got my microphone in front of me. I am communicating with David via iChat. It's actually a video chat but that's fine. And I've got a speaker next to the microphone, so hopefully the listener will hear you just as well as they hear me. <laughs> you, you can't just nod, David. <laughs> I can <could> see you <laughs> nodding, They he can't see that. <laughs> so last week, uh, not only at MyMac.com, but on your own websites, iGeek and Makito, you posted a really good cell processor PDF explanation. You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Um. Sh- sure. <laughs> we're just winging it here, so yeah. The uh, cell processor seems real interesting. I did that in uh, Pages, just to get used to iWork and what its capabilities were, and I thought it did a great job as far as uh, quality. Um. Well, I'm. I'm going to talk diverge and talk about Pages for a second. all right um, really good package excellent uh word processing and simplistic layout capabilities but there are uh limits it doesn't have any page management so if you if you keep adding and writing and you want to move something around it's pretty much a cut and paste operation um it also has a minor limit with some of the, four, the page, page layout capabilities are limited. You can't always move things where you'd, you'd like them. But the quality of display is up there. I'm sorry, the cat just came in the room,
0: so... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We had dogs on the last couple episodes, so cats is... Uh, we have to give equal treatment to the kitty cats. Yeah. Well,
1: we have we have two of them. So... Uh, I don't, the general attitude is Pages does a pretty good job of laying things out um, if you don't need anything too powerful. It's not going to replace InDesign or Quark, but you saw what the cell report looked like, and I was pretty impressed with its output capability.
0: Well, like you said, uh, Pages really isn't, I don't think, designed to compete at all with InDesign, but for what you did with it, it looked fantastic, and I think for the average user who's going to use Pages, to make you know maybe a two or three page brochure, I think it's going to be a great program for that.
1: Oh, exactly. So um, the cell report or the cell processor, um, it looks pretty impressive based on the initial specs. That the tough thing is with these processors, you really need to be in the lab and be able to analyze what apples, what software looks like on a Mac, as far as um, how it's loading the bus. Um, how it handles different different type of instruction streams or patterns. Potentially, the cell could be much faster than a regular Power PC, or could or the other Power PCs like a G5 or the G6 when it comes out, or it could be substantially slower at a single a single thread or a double thread. Um, the the vector parts of it, are what are called the SPEs, the coprocessors, they're probably going to perform really well, but they're going to require some software commitment from Apple and from independent software developers to utilize them. So the question arises, where is, where is the cost trade-off for Apple, is, and how good is the G6 going to be to make, to make it worthwhile? Now, has,
0: that, has has Apple at all committed to using the uh, cell processor?
1: If they have, they haven't communicated it, but it's their normal mo not to let us know what they're doing.
0: Now, at the moment, I know that Sony, being one of the co-developers, has said that the cell processor will be used in the PlayStation 3, but from my understanding, there is no programming language specifications yet there's no code warrior out there to write for the cell so how far away do you think the cell is going to actually be in existence useful to people
1: because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist um you just like apple sometimes likes to slam surprises on people with here you go um sony may may be working with say, MetroWorks and already have the tools in-house or more likely working with IBM, and they have all the tools ready, we just don't know. So the process is supposed to be available in some form later this fall for development. I would assume that means Sony's targeting early-mid next year for the next generation to start using it, um, giving them about a six-month lead time. What, what does that mean for Apple and the tools? And I'm, I'm getting the impression that the first generation, the 90 nanometer version that they're, they're working on or whatever, is not the not necessarily the version they're going to go with. It's, it's more like a test case, get it working, get a bunch of test equipment out, and then they're going to die shrink it within like five, six months and come
0: out with the high-volume version. So, looking at the game development, and and that's probably not a big concern to our users, or our listeners, I should say, but with Sony PlayStation 3, that's going to be a major product on the market. Xbox 2 Mm -hmm. is supposedly coming out this year. PlayStation 3, uh, at least according to your estimates, we're probably looking at fourth quarter 2006 then.
1: I would, yeah, I would say, I would say for PlayStation 3, I don't know what Sony's targets are. I haven't done any of the research, um, but yeah, I'd say at least Q1, Q2, um, and as you said,
0: uh, Q4 prediction of 2006 is probably safe. So how, how much smaller? And by the way, I I hate the term the cell processor because it, it obviously brings up connotations of a cell phone so I I hate that name but regardless um, is it going to be a lot cooler running chip than the current g5s
1: the only power estimates were kind of unofficial Uh, on what they said is basically it was going to be somewhere between like two to four watts per cell or SPE and there's eight of them. So you have to multiply all those. And that gets you like 32 watts. And then there was another estimate that said 50 to 80 watts for the whole processor, which puts it ab- above a G5 by a little bit, say 10 20%, I think. So, I, I think the G5 runs at about 40 to 50.
0: So and it, laptop use, so we're probably not looking at a cell processor laptop to probably, realistically, 2007, 2008?
1: I think this design is a, a little more scalable in a few different ways. Uh, you can do things like, if with the power management, shut off six of the cells when you're running on, on battery power. All of a sudden, that would cut out like 40% of its budget. Um, also, that was the 90 nanometer. They're going to shrink it right away to 60, the 65 nanometer process, which should give you a big boost as well. So, I think this is more likely to go into
0: laptops sooner from delivery than a G5 or a G6 would be able to. Now, now here's a question. You are the the microprocessor guy as far as I'm concerned. You know a whole lot more about it than I do. I'm, I'm pretty ignorant. But... Everybody wants a faster Macintosh laptop, and it's obvious that they're not going to stuff a G5 into a PowerBook anytime soon. Why not simply uh, increase the speeds of the current G4s, say, up to 2 or 3 gigahertz? Why don't you think Apple or IBM is doing that? Speed is sort of a
1: function of the design, and you can't just clock it faster. It starts to fail or your power budget goes up exponentially. So you actually have to target a design for the speed you're going at, and it's this huge balancing act. It's like if your car wasn't going fast enough, you said, well, put in a bigger carburetor. Well, a carburetor will get more gas to the motor, but it won't make the motor go faster. It's like you have to also increase the breathing of the car, and then you have to also change the timing of the car, and then you have to fix the exhaust, Computers are a lot like that. You make the processor go faster, but then you're limited by your bus speed. So you increase the bus, and then <laughs> that, that takes a bunch more uh, power and slows things down. Then you, you know, then you have the memory, and your memory contended. So it's not like Apple can just clock up a G4. They have to design a new G4 that can run at that speed.
0: I almost what? made you lose it, didn't I?
1: Yeah, you were making faces at me through through <laughs> the, the video camera. <laughs> so the um, the interesting thing is the processor, the PowerPC processor in the cell, is <coughs> a derivative of an older an older processor that IBM did as a research, but it's a very G five like, according to the the power requirements that they're getting out of that, they could release that as a G5 low power version and it would fit quite comfortably inside of a power book's uh, budget, power budget and thermal budget. And remember you have both. Um, power is you know how much it's gonna drain the battery and then you also have how much heat it's gonna dissipate
0: Interesting. Well, I appreciate the explanation, and uh, hopefully a lot of other people did too, because like I said, I'm completely ignorant when it comes to processors, other than the standard PR stuff that I read at at most manufacturers' websites. But getting off processors for a moment, um, I want to try to maybe introduce you to, um, which we probably should have done right at the beginning, but um, introduce you to our readers. Can you explain a little bit who you are? Who the heck's David Avery? And is it Every or Avery? I, I always want just... to.
1: Yeah, everybody wants to say Avery, but it's um,
0: Every. E V E R Y. Every. Every. I, I don't know why. It just doesn't sound like it would be an, an actual last name, whereas Avery sounds like it would be, I guess. I don't know. So I, I actually met you, and like I, I think I told you this on the phone or. Uh, in an email, you, you probably didn't remember, but the first time I met you, and the only time really, was at the 2000 Macworld Expo in San Francisco, in the press room, um, and this was right before the uh, the showroom floor actually opened, and you were sitting on the floor, I believe, working on a power book, and uh, I had I had read your website many times, at the time it was only Makito, and uh, later it became iGeek. Actually, you have both websites still up and running, correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I have the legacy stuff left on Makito, and then I've been bringing up new just random writings on iGeek.
0: Well, um, first, welcome to Um, MyMac.com. You know, we've had a lot of writers over the years here, and it's been 10 years for us, and uh, we've been posting some uh, history of MyMac.com stuff, which actually I've overdue to post the next one. But in all that time, it seems like there's been a plethora of great Mac websites out there. And it seems like, I don't know, over the last two or three years, that's kind of dried up, where most of the Mac websites seem to be posting press releases and that sort of stuff. And uh, I've slowly but surely tried to allure some of these really good writers, such as you, um, Carmel, John Farr, and... uh, and the great thing is, I'm not paying it you guys a dime. <laughs> but um, what you know, the, our site is a little bit different than everybody else's as far as the blogs go. And just this week, you've been having a really interesting blog conversation with, uh, I believe Owen, posted originally, and it, and it's on Democrats versus Republicans and and that sort of stuff. And I just think it's really interesting. <laughs> That we have such a diverse group of people. I mean, for a while it was starting to smell very liberal around MyMac.com. So I, I think <laughs> your—I would say I'd probably say your viewpoint tends more towards libertarianism. Blech. Yeah. Okay. So th- that's always nice. But uh, going back a little bit, how long have you been involved in the Mac world, and where'd you come from?
1: Um. Geez, I've been in in the Mac world uh, since 83, 84. uh, I was I was at a computer store about a week or about the weekend before they announced it and they basically let me sneak in and look under the the little hood they had and start playing with the Mac and that was it. Uh, I was a software developer hacker kid doing lots of things for Five, eight years before that, uh, but I got on the Mac, you know, the day it came out, and started doing development and uh, followed along through its through its evolutions. Um, so I just started writing. What what happened is I was how I created Makito was I was listening to a lot of the misinformation out there on some of the chat forums. And people just didn't like, understand either the history, they were kind of biased by the PC history, or they, they didn't really know what the Mac was, so they were just spreading innuendo and rumor. So I'm like, well, you know what? Instead of responding to each of them, I just started writing articles to sort of as a fact, where they would say, oh, Macs cost more. And it's like, well, they sort of do, but here's how, you know, it depends if you're looking at value or just dollars. Um, initial purchase price or they'd say well Macs are slower and it's like well some areas of the ui feel slower but the actual underground computing or, or um base computing power happens to be more in these areas versus these areas so before i knew it i had a website and it just got going where, where, did, the where
0: did the name come from name,
1: um i've always done martial arts and one of the arts I had done for a few years was Aikido. And it means, uh, the grand ultimate way or literally translated it would mean something like the power, something power way, spirit power way or something. Well, I changed one of the characters or to Mac, and it was Mac Keto, or the power of the Mac way.
0: That's a cool, uh, it's a lot better story than how I got my, uh, you know, my Mac.com. By the way, I am hearing, you? are you only listening to me on the uh, headphones? Yes. Okay, because I can actually hear that. Hear what? I, I can hear my echo through the speakers through your headphones. Oh. Yeah, hmm. good headphones. I can't. That or I'm just using exceptionally well-made speakers. So it's one or the other. Regardless, uh, no, that's a that's a cool way to come up with a name. Uh, ours was simply I had no name, and it was I was creating it on my Mac. So I always meant to change the name, and uh, I actually had a licensing agreement in hand from Apple to change our website from mymac.com to eWorld.com. But there was too many restrictions Apple put on it. They weren't they weren't charging a whole lot of money. It was like either two or four grand a year to use the name. But they basically had a power of veto of any content, and obviously I couldn't handle that. But uh, how did it change over to iGeek? Where did that come from? Which, by the way, is a fantastic URL. iGeek.com is just perfect with the little spinning beanie logo. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Loved Thank it. You. When I when I first saw that a couple what was it, about, maybe three years ago, two years ago, I was so jealous that I didn't think of that. I was like, oh, what a great logo! What a perfect website name! Yeah,
1: I had actually had to buy it off a guy, but it was the old. I want a little more generic stuff. I I was less satisfied with some of Apple's directions at that point, and I wanted to do more generic writing. And so I went hunting for domains, found one that was about to expire, offered the guy a couple hundred bucks, and he said, "Okay." So fantastic I, name. I pick, thanks. So I picked it up, and then I basically stalked the .net and the .org until I was able to pick them up. But so I just, I just basically wanted to be able to genericize things a little bit, rather than being just advocacy, just have sort of, here's general technology articles. Now, as it turns out, I've ended up uh, polluting it with all sorts of other things like
0: politics again or whatever else I was in the mood to write about. But Well, that's one of the nice things about MyMac.com with the blogs that, you know, on the feature side, we have uh, Mac-centric content, but on the blog side, it, it's really a free-for-all. So, anyways... Yeah. Um, Speaking of Apple, you know, you've been around Apple since the Mac days, when it first came out in 1984. Where do you see Apple going, let's say, over the next five years? Because obviously, they have a stock split coming up, but their stock is right now, I think it was, today, it was like $84, $85 per share. I know you're an an Apple stockholder yourself. Where do you see Apple going in, in the next five years? Do you see any kind of mergers, major partnerships, anything like that?
1: I don't know. Um, with, with sort of Steve Jobs and his cult of personality, it would be a difficult company to merge with because of the, because of the politics and things like that. Steve makes a better leader, I think, than he would make a uh, co-partner. So I could see Apple avoiding a full, full merger uh, they're a little attractive because they've got a lot of cash, but that cash also means they can make a pretty good poison pill for anybody that does try to do a, a contended buyout. Um, so I would see Apple more trying to do strategic alliances. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of po- possibilities, and I'm going to write up some stuff on it. One that interests me is if Apple does go with the cell and the cell processor turns out to work really well for, for, a main, for the mainstream Mac processor, not just for accessory-type capabilities. Um, I could see Apple and Sony making nice on something like the PlayStation. Um, imagine being able to run all PlayStation software on Macs.
0: Well, I was kind of alluding to that earlier myself when it came to the, the PlayStation 3 is going to be using the cell. And my question to you, whether Apple is going to adopt the cell or not. But I think it's interesting that the president of Sony was right on stage at Macworld. I mean, uh, quite honestly, Sony is a much larger company than Apple. And for Sony's president to come up there on at Macworld to really demonstrate a video camera seemed almost overkill to me and a lot of people including myself read a little bit more into it than than what was said
1: yeah now i would expect that that you know sony's a a really multi-headed company they're doing so many different things that yeah they're bigger but if you got them into you know computers computer space i think apple's bigger um already if you start looking at the amount of volume Apple's doing with iTunes. I think they realize that Apple's a serious player in the, in that segment as well. So it kind of makes sense on those two two areas. Um, I you know I wouldn't want to speculate on what Apple's talking you know w- with them about. It would make sense for Steve Jobs to be talking to you know Disney people or Sony people or lots of content people um, or music people. Personally, another area that a strategic alliance would be good would be in the music area. Um, if Apple and Sony could make nice, Sony could license the some of the interface or some of the technologies from Apple, um, it, it would tend to make a lot of sense. Jobs in app, Apple are pretty protective of what they developed, though. I mean, so far, the only agreement they made was with Hewlett-Packard for an iPod, and it was not able to diverge much from the standard that Apple had,
0: you know. Actually, actually, Apple has a partnership now with Motorola. They're going to put the iTunes right on a Motorola phone. Right. Uh, That's...
1: Yeah, that's been, like, pre-announced. The question is, how much can Apple... Apple likes a lot of control over their products because it helps with quality and with that control results in a better interface. But it also kind of limits who you can deal with and how you can deal with. Um, how far will Apple would Apple let Sony diverge product if they did have a strategic alliance, things like that. It makes it both hard to work with Apple, but it also makes it guaranteed quality of what you're getting is going to be up to their standards.
0: Well, I think when it comes to Apple and Sony, we're talking about two companies who have always been known for not only their high standards, but their high-quality products as well and the brand recognition. I mean, when you when you look at brand recognition alone, with the possible exception of maybe Pepsi, Coke, and Nike, there's not really any bigger names than Apple and, and Sony. Yeah, they're up there. They're big boys. Yep.
1: And, um, and they've got a lot of similarities, um, some some synergies there, so to speak. Uh, Sony's the the only PC maker that has any style. Um, Dell is all about the the cheap box, you know, the the supply chain management, being able to to produce these things at a low cost. Sony actually does some design, so Apple and Sony have a lot of Spiritual camaraderie
0: Well, you know, as a longtime Mac user myself um, and an Apple watcher, I, I really have no idea anymore. I've pretty much given up on the whole concept of predicting what's going to happen and um, although I will say, and I can't find the article online now when everybody was talking about Apple purchasing B, I was one of the very few people that I'm aware of that was actually predicting next computer.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of nice, you know, uh, memento stuff with that whole purchase, and it turned out to work out. And I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of possible places. I mean, one place that, like, in an ideal world, that I would like to see is, imagine this: IBM sold off their PC division. They're very pro Linux. They're, let's say, they want to get back in the desktop space and break it open. What would their solution be? Well, acquire Apple, make Apple the design studio of IBM, and make it uh, OS 10, modify it a little to run on Linux to fit their for, fit their format instead of BSD. And basically, you'd have OS 10 that could go from uh, desktops all the way up to IBM's highest end servers. You'd have IBM's chain into enterprise, you know, their reputation, their sales force, things like that, and you have Apple's style on the low end, I mean, it, it would be one of the things that could actually break open the Mac PC industry and bring it in. Do I think it's plausible as far as corporate cultures or other things? No. no. I, it's, it would be tough, but they could do similar things with strategic alliances, and, you know, We'll, we'll see if they keep moving there, you know, on a 10-year, sort of working together and seeing where it goes. From Apple's point of view and as an Apple investor, if Apple does it alone, I'm better off. Absolutely. And Apple's already headed down the path, so their attitude, being that they're a fairly egocentric company, is probably, you know, we like IBM as a, you know, as a helper or a partner, but
0: we don't want to marry them. Absolutely. Yeah, I I don't see the corporate cultures of IBM and Apple merging at all. In in fact, uh, I was listening to an NPR show, and um, one of the main things that that they were talking about was these huge mega-mergers that are going on right now, and usually the the falling out and the reason they don't usually work well, at least from a stockholder's point of view, is... Uh, There's just such different cultures, and they just don't mend or don't merge real well together. Yeah, 66% of
1: all mergers and acquisitions uh, are considered a failure in that the companies are worth less after the merger than they were before. And the majority of it is because of hidden costs. Like, you know, they see these synergies where, oh, we can do this together. But then you get into the corporate culture issues, and it takes three times longer, and where they thought they were going to see games in, operations, they don't, and all sorts of new
0: nightmares. So Yeah, sounds much like uh, Time, Water, and AOL, which is probably one of the worst decisions and mergers in recent history. Um, anyways, I want to thank you for uh, joining me in the podcast, so I didn't have to go it alone tonight, David. And uh, Any parting thoughts before we end this podcast?
1: No, no, nothing else. I mean, it's an exciting time to be a Mac investor or an Apple watcher and seeing what's going on in the industry, I think things are uh, breaking open for Apple again and we're having a new renaissance and Steve deserves a lot of credit for that and look, I think 2005 is going to be a real interesting year and 2006 is going to be even bigger.
0: Well, hopefully the MyMac.com can ride those coattails because I'm personally, not just as the, uh, the site's owner, but as a... Uh... As someone who reads every bit of content that's posted there, many, many of which is not, it doesn't go through editorial control at all. So when I read it, I'm, I'm not even necessarily the first person to read it. Um, our, our website right now is experiencing phenomenal growth, and I, and I want to thank people, all of our writers, but, and, and right now especially you. You did a whole lot for us uh, just recently to get these podcasts working right, and I wanted to uh, publicly thank you for that. I really do appreciate that. No, no, problem. Uh, I've been talking with David Avery. Every. Avery. Every. Every. Uh, every. Every, uh, every day. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'll think in my head when I, whenever I say that. Uh, next week, Chad Perry will be back and we'll have at least three, count them, three, one, two, three major announcements. This is uh, Tim Robertson and Dave Avery. <laughs> filling in for Chad. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Thanks, Tim. As always, please send any feedback to tim at mymac.com, chadperry at mymac.com, or hey, if you want to send an MP3 feedback file, in other words, you want to say hi in your own voice, send it to mymac.com at gmail.com. Try to keep on under, oh, I don't know, say three, four minutes. And uh, we'd appreciate hearing back from you. Thanks. See ya.